Welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And The Eternals currently has a 56% on Rotten Tomato. All I can say to this is, hold my beer, Eternals. <laughs> Yikes. I That's pretty bad for what a lot of people were... I mean, I mean, I was expecting it to be like a big Marvel movie that people cared about. I mean, it was, right? This was yeah. like the... We even had impressions like what, a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it was very optimistic, positive, how mm-hmm. this is like a crazy movie that's changing the MCU Yeah. for, for fans. Yeah. It's interesting, though, because I, I do kind of wonder how much of this is to do with who the reviewers are. And if they're actually well, fans. Well, currently, it's only official critics, right? Right. But I'd love to know the percentage of Because that, that was them. something that was changed a while back because yeah. of review bombing and yeah. previous content. Yeah. So It just would be interesting to see if those critics had rated any other Marvel movies highly at all. <laughs> like, if they're just not Marvel fans. That's true. I guess, yeah. I mean, but I don't by know. that logic, though, if they're always reviewing Marvel movies. Yeah then they would always have bad reviews for Marvel movies, which would mean the curve would always be low for Marvel movies. Yeah. If it's the same pool always doing it. That's true. Presumably. Yeah. That's the only reason I bring it up is because of that change that you said about the review bombing. So now we for sure know there's not a bunch of people that are just like Mm -hmm. Marvel fans that are like, oh my God, it's going to be amazing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. It's definitely only critics. Well, I mean, it must be nice to even have a bad review on Rotten Tomato. That's... that's, (laughs) Any reviews. That's where I'm standing with this. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we could petition to have Rotten Tomato put our podcast specifically on there. Yeah. But nobody Just else. ours. hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. It's the only podcast available. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's just, I mean, we had this topic at the bottom of our list, but let's just jump up with it and yeah. we will just talk about this now. Currently, this is the lowest rated MCU movie with a 56% surpassing Thor the Dark World, which was the lowest at the time with 66%. Which is funny because usually when you say surpassing, it means they did something better. Oh. <laughs> but no, you're, it's it's a correct term. I'm okay. just saying I think it's funny because we're like saying... Yeah, they, they, they did <laughs> getting a lower score better. They, uh, oh, what is it? They, um, they won up to them or won down to them? I don't know. Whatever. That's, never mind. I'm going to shut up now. It just won them? <laughs> yeah. One directioned them. Undercut them. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> one directioned them. Isn't that the cool term to use right now? Is it? It's like a boy band, right? I mean, yeah. So it's like popular. Oh, okay. <laughs> In the nineties, you would have said they backstreet them. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't have. <laughs> or gave them the ninety-eight degrees. Or they were in sync. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds very positive. Yeah. <laughs> so 60% is the minimal you can get for a fresh. So currently, The Eternals, based off critic reviews, mm-hmm. which I think is around 150 or so. Okay. That puts it below fresh. So it's technically rotten at this point. Wow. Um, it will be very interesting to see how this changes with the percent of... Just common people. Viewers. Us folks. <laughs> yeah. Us plebs. <laughs> yeah. 
and and how that percent like compares to mm-hmm. the critics. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. I have found a lot of times, whenever back in the day we used to do the Rotten Tomatoes ratings on stuff on this, so like a lot of times there was a huge discrepancy between critic rating and mm-hmm. viewer uh, audience rating. So I hope that it's not as bad as a fifty six indicates because I was really looking forward to it. <laughs> well, in Marvel movies are a very specific type, right? Mm-hmm. So it's also possible that this is just a very different concept yeah. than what we are used to with the formula of Marvel movies. Yeah, that's true. You know, I have to wonder if this is going to build the foundation for what's to come forward with mm-hmm. the next phase or two. Yeah. Uh, and if that's the case, maybe this feels like filler mm-hmm. or just a slug because it's not something big and epic like an actual storyline but more just like setting the scene for that storyline to come yeah yeah i mean the trailer seems like there's plenty of storyline but again mm-hmm. if they've revealed it all in the trailer then maybe that's the case. well here's my logic is if we're seeing the critics say that this isn't that great according to the percent mm-hmm. then that tells me there's nothing big extravagant that happens in this that is going to be the oh shit moment for marvel right right it's like it's it's not doing something extreme it's just setting something up yeah it's also possible that critics are getting tired of marvel movies yeah that's also possible but i mean i would rather that be the case in this situation because i hope that it's way better than i mean obviously it doesn't matter what critics say i'm going to a marvel movie yeah to decide for myself exactly i don't think there's been one marvel movie where i was like i'm not seeing it yeah there's been ones where I'm like, I'm not excited for it, but I go to it. <laughs> yeah, just to hate watch it. <laughs> no, just like, you know, like Ant-Man, for example. Right. I had no hype for Ant-Man when that yeah. first was coming out. Yeah. Which... Ended up really liking it. Ended up really, really good, yeah. I know it's considered the middle tier or lower of the MCU movies, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was excited that shang chi was coming out but i wasn't expecting to be like blown away by it Mm -hmm. bite it blown away by it but i did really like it like i liked it a lot more than i expected to that's probably another example one where i wasn't like oh i can't wait for this but then i really liked it yeah yeah i mean still early it's not out yet so us common folk won't be able to give our reviews until the next week or two yeah but um it's interesting to see that it's not being perceived that well Mm -hmm. especially given the large all-star cast even Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of really well-known people in this so we know that they can all act (laughs) but also with like the huge cast too i feel like this movie is not going to be a movie where you're going to see sequels like Mm -hmm. you might see sequels but i feel like this is again more of a like a setup of future stuff and so like I am going into this movie with the full expectation that half of these characters are going to die. Yeah. It's not like an Avengers thing where, you know, you have this huge ensemble cast because Mm -hmm. they've built up to it. These are just, here's the cast. Yeah. It's like Suicide Squad to me where it's like, we're going to be thrown in with all these characters. Mm -hmm. I expect half of them not to survive. It's ironic, though, because they're internals, so they're not supposed to die. I know, but they're dealing with a cosmic <laughs> being. Yeah, no, I know. That can kill them, right? Yeah, I'm not arguing that it's gonna hap- not going to happen. I just think it's yeah, also, interesting. Yeah, it does seem like a flawed name. 
<laughs> if they can die, yeah, it does seem like a flawed name. Yeah. But again, not all reviews have been out. There's still critics out there that haven't reviewed it. So who knows? It could go up or down. It's on the fence at this point, whether being fresh or not, as mm-hmm. far as the critic side goes. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Um, we will see on November 5th. Yeah. It's a good segue to our uh, releases coming out. Yeah. I guess might as well jump with that one, right? So theaters, uh, the Eternals will be out November 5th, as you said, because I'm yep. a poser. <laughs> had to steal the spotlight after yeah uh well uh, for streaming i'm actually pretty excited about big mouth season five is coming out on the fifth as well we will i won't be watching it same day because we're going to be going to see eternals but um i forgot that that was coming up soon and i was pre- pleasantly surprised to see that on the release list on netflix uh, another theater release movie is spencer which is the movie about Princess Diana, and it's starring Kristen Stewart, who will be playing Princess Diana, and I'm pretty interested to Uh, see that. Before or after her death? Before. It's not like a zombie movie. (laughs) Or ghost movie. It's not Pride and Prejudice and Zombies? No, it's not. Um, I think it's going to be during the situation where she, like, basically when their marriage is in shambles. And so, like, the drama. The drama mm. part. Um, so, I think that'll be pretty good. It's coming out on the 5th as well to theaters. Yeah, so, watch out, The Crown. You yeah. have competition now. Yeah. They should have just called this The Other Crown. Yeah. <laughs> I only have one thing this week for my list. Uh, Finch, an Apple TV Plus movie mm-hmm. starring Tom Hanks in a post-apocalyptic world where he goes on a journey to find a new home for his unlikely family which is a pet dog and a robot he built mm-hmm. to take care of that dog. Yeah. And he passes on. The only reason I knew about this was because I he was on a podcast I listened to promoting it. And like the concept, I was like, wait a minute. That's... We've talked about this a few times in yeah. the news. Yeah. But it's, but it's definitely... it's officially coming out on the 5th. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, it sounds interesting. The tone reminded me a lot of the um, Love and Monsters. Mm-hmm. There's that whole robot... Yeah. Character in that. It felt like that. Right, right. With the uh, the trailer for this one. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a few notable mentions for anybody else who might be interested. Animaniac Season 2 is releasing on Hulu on the 5th as well, if you're into that. Um, I We watched... Did we watch any of it? Or did we just think we were going we to? We watched half of the first <laughs> We watched half of we, it. We did... Yeah, you know, we reviewed it. Okay. I thought so. I, just... I enjoyed it, but it wasn't something I was like, I have to continue watching. Yeah. And we kind of fell off just... For content yeah, that we had to watch. Yeah, we have to watch other stuff, yeah. Um, but I'll go back to it at some point. Yeah. It felt different. It wasn't quite the same, but it was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. There's also going to be another new show on Apple TV Plus called Hello Jack, The Kindness Show. And it's releasing on the 5th as well. And it kind of looked to me like a new Mr. Rogers Neighborhood, but with Jack McBrayer from 30 Rock. Um, the, like, page guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it... When I, I saw that it was releasing, I was like, oh, what's that? Because I saw that he was in it. And then I looked and I was like, okay, this is clearly some kind of like kids show. Mm-hmm. And it's all about like teaching kindness and whatever. And it, I don't know. It looked very Mr. Rogers-y so to me. So is it an actual like educational show for children? Or yeah. is it like, oh, that's a shame. Well, I don't know if it's. I would have loved for it to be like a show about a guy who is that character yeah. for a TV show. <laughs> yeah. to teach children. But then 
it shows him outside of the show and he's just a dick. A total asshole. He's yeah. like, he's always got a smile and you think he's being nice, but he's yeah. just saying mean things to everybody yeah. all the time. That would be, you should pitch that. I just did. Oh, like, okay. <laughs> no, I think this is actually a kid's program. Um, so it'd be nice yeah. to see something that's. They're going to teach about bullying. Probably. You know, best way to teach it is to show it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and finally, Dexter New Blood is coming out. We don't have Showtime, but for anybody who has Showtime, it'll be there on the 7th of November. So here's my plan. Okay. We wait till it all comes out. Uh-huh. And then we start a seven-day trial. Absolutely. And we binge the shit out of it. Yes. That is a perfect plan. Which is probably what everybody's going to yep. do. Yep. <laughs> I would love to know, like... Uh, subscribership numbers for Showtime's app or Showtime. Do they have service. shows that are currently like people I like? Oh, I gotta watch that show. I don't know. I feel like it's not a. Like, s- did they just shut down after Dexter was done? <laughs> Didn't they have like? Was it Weeds? Is that what it was called? Was that Showtime? Yes, that was. But that was like before Dexter. That was before even. Dexter. That's true. Yeah, I feel like that's the last. That was a good show, but it like it went downhill right. I never got it. The second half was just not the greatest. (laughs) Yeah, and they probably just completely shut down that service after Dexter ended. (laughs) And they're like, cool, we get to bring the service back now. (laughs) I feel like there was a deal last Black Friday for it, and we were like, oh, cool. But then we looked, and there was like nothing on it. So we're like, never mind. They'll probably have deals too. Yeah. The start of Dexter. They're trying to get their numbers up. Yeah, we'll see. You're damn right we will. After it completely airs and After we binge it <laughs> for, for free. Yep. All right. Uh, getting into some of our announcements. There has been a new confirmation that there is a Boondock Saints 3 movie in the works. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, excited. Director Troy Duffy said he is reuniting with Norman Reedus and Sean Patrick Flannery uh, for the movie. Uh, they hope to film sometime next year. Because Flannery is doing The Boys and Reedus is doing The Walking Dead. So they have to finish filming for those two properties. Yeah. And then they will get started on this one. Is this necessary? I mean, no. But I'll watch it. I loved The Boondock Saints whenever I was kid, like in high school or whenever the fuck it, came, it was around. No, it was a great movie. Yeah. I really enjoyed the first yeah. one. second one, I don't, I honestly couldn't tell you if I fucking remember what happened. The first time I it watched it. It felt like it wasn't good. Yeah. The first time I watched the second one, I was like, this is garbage. But then I watched it again later and I was less butthurt about it not being Norman Reedus mm. and John Patrick Flannery. And I was like. Because you were used to the garbage. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is all right, I guess. It's as like long com- as- this is comfort garbage now. Comfort garbage. <laughs> So, yeah, no, this is probably not necessary at all, but it, it'll be fun. I mean, do you think Norman Reedus is like, I really want to do this project? Or is it like, he's just like, sure, Maybe if I have free time. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, feel like he's I wonder, got a little bit more... Clout? Yeah, I was going to say, like, busy with yeah. work than... Yeah, he's cl- he really has plenty of work going on, so I don't mm-hmm. know, think he's like begging for a paycheck. What I wonder is if they came up with like a really good, interesting change in the script. They like, would have to, right? Yeah, you can't do the same thing for a third time. Yeah. <laughs> so they, I mean, they find out they're not Irish after all, <laughs> or Catholic. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> they're like an Italian Buddhist. Is that even a thing? That's their family. Yeah. Like, it turns wait, out, turns wait, out they're adopted. Wait, 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 wait. What? 
So now they gotta fight a a crime family. Yeah. By not fighting. Yeah. <laughs> Doing a peaceful protest. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm interested, so I hope it. I hope it happens and mm-hmm. goes well. Because. Okay. I mean, we'll probably check it out if it yeah. happens. Yeah. Obviously, not going to be seeing this for a few years. At yeah, least. I'm sure it'll be a while. Uh, moving on, Chris Pratt uh, is apparently going to voice a character for an animated movie, and we are not talking about Mario. <laughs> uh, he apparently will voice Garfield in a new animated movie. Really? Yes, so. Okay. Uh, there's not really any details on the mm. property, but, you know, we know it's going to involve him being a cat. Yeah. Not liking Mondays. Yeah. And yeah. really liking lasagna. Yeah. Unless they completely change the character. We don't yeah. know. <laughs> Garfield goes gluten-free. <laughs> He's on keto. Yeah. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. It's possible. I feel like no Garfield movie was ever as good as just the comics. The comics are always better. I'm going to be honest with you. I love cats. I love lasagna. Yeah. Not a huge fan of Garfield. Yeah. I don't know. It just never really sparked with me. Did you, like, read the Sunday paper? Like, I mean, I occasionally like I would read them, but I didn't, like, go out of my way every oh, week okay. to, to oh. read their comic That was, like, strips. a thing for me. My dad would take out the, the he'd be like, here's the funnies, like, mm-hmm. every Sunday. Yeah. So, I, like, read the shit out of them. That was, like, one of my favorites. Okay. So. Well, guess a little bit more personal for you, then. Yeah. Did you do it on Mondays ever? Um, yeah, sometimes. Was it awkward? No. If I was too, if like we were busy or something and like I never, never read them from the previous day, I would read them. <laughs> you know what comic I hated though? Was that Kathy bitch. You know the one that's always like. The old woman? It's like a chick who has like triangle brown hair and then she's always like with oh. her mouth open and her arms up. Yeah. She was always freaked out about something. Oh, yeah, I have no idea what you're I talking about. I hated her. I know the old granny person oh, who yeah. like, she was like living from. Falling apart. Like she, like she lived in a <laughs> casino. Yeah. And then Spyver Spy. That was okay. in the newspaper, right? I think so. And then Calvin and Hobbes, right? Wasn't that, was that in comics? Oh, yeah. Or was that, sure. or that, I mean, was that in newspapers? Yeah. The Funnies. Sorry. The Funnies. <laughs> that's what my dad always called them. <laughs> it was technically the comics. I mean, that's a very stressful label to put on it. Yeah. It has then, to be funny. then they have to be like, this, this needs to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> artists are like they're probably quitting all the time because they just can't handle the pressure yeah (laughs) all right uh moving on to something a little bit more serious matt damon and robert downey jr are in talks to join uh cillian murphy in christopher nolan's next film oppenheimer interesting this i believe is the one that paramount is now getting because he's like fuck you wb Yeah. If I'm correct, that that was how it would die. You're paraphrasing? Yeah, I'm paraphrasing. (laughs) So that's the one that's based on the the physicist guy? Yes, that was in part of the nuclear bomb. The Manhattan Project? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All good actors, so. Yeah. I mean, as long as 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 he has his Iron Man suit, I don't think uh, (laughs) he'll be at risk of anything. No, he should be fine, yeah. And then Matt Damon is like a backup Thor. So, or was he Loki? Was he Thor or Loki? 
He was Loki. He was Loki. He's yeah. a backup Loki, so he should be fine too. Yeah. <laughs> well, on the subject of good actors, remember the Ana de Armas who was in uh, Knives Out, and she's I guess recently in the James Bond movie that just came out. She is going to be. Uh, she's supposedly in talks to play a lead role in an, an upcoming John Wick spinoff called Ballerina. So that sounds interesting. Yeah, this has been a project I think they've been talking about for a while now, right? Even in the third movie, they had like a a part about that character. Oh. John Wick 3 had that character, I believe. It was like, a, like an origin story for the character. Yeah, that sounds right. Or at least flashbacks or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to center around a young female assassin who is motivated to seek out the people responsible for killing her family and bring them to justice. So, um, pretty much John Wick, but as a female, right? Yeah. <laughs> and her family instead of her dog. <laughs> I mean, dogs can be family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, you bring up a good point. I think um, the character in John Wick 3 was played by Unity Fallon. Yeah, okay. <laughs> not quite a household name for me no but... no but anybody listening might recognize it yeah so that's interesting so they're they're completely changing character or the the role then mm-hmm. the actor yeah i wonder they just probably just wanted a bigger name i think the same thing happened with um something else that we talked about like last year where they had somebody oh no it's uh the um uh like with in Marvel, they did they recast Ant Man's daughter. Whenever they were mm-hmm. potentially going to be going into the Young, Young Avengers or whatever the fuck they're going to do with that, they decided to recast her, probably because to get a bigger name. Somebody, yeah. I think they wanted her a different hair color. They're like, you know what? We can't use hair we, dye. We can't afford <laughs> the hair dye right now. Let's just let's just cast somebody else. Yeah. I think that was the reason, if I'm correct. Yeah. Good news for anybody who's been waiting around for Paramount Plus to have some more content. Uh, South Park. This is, if you remember, they had the announcement for 14 special episodes, special episodes on the, the service. Mm-hmm. So November 25th will be the launch of the first episode. And it's going to be tackling post-COVID. Mm. Which I guess is a natural progression for what they've done. They had the quarantine episode. Yeah. Makes sense. So now we're going into post-COVID. Yeah. I can't wait. It's probably going to be hilarious. Maybe. I think the last one wasn't as good as it could have been. Because they had two episodes, right? They had the quarantine and then there was another one. It was the vaccination special. The vaccination one. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I think that one wasn't as good as the quarantine. Okay. If I remember correctly. It has been a while. Yeah. I also find it weird that this is going to be on Paramount Plus mm-hmm. when HBO got like the rights to the show and all that stuff. It's some weird thing going on. Yeah. But there you go. November 25th for more South Park. Nice. I assume that's going to be before the show comes back for another season. I would imagine. All right. And last in our news for movies and TV... Uh, the Trench, if you remember, was the horror movie that was going to be based off of the, well, The Trench from this, Aquaman. Yeah, the like race. Yeah. Apparently, it was intended to become a solo Black Manta film. What? Okay. 
but it was canceled at some point. So oh. we're never getting this movie, unfortunately. Oh. I was excited for it. Yeah, I know you were. I know people are like, why the fuck would we want that? I was like, why the fuck wouldn't we want that? <laughs> yeah, it was I an mean, interesting they were, idea. They were terrifying creatures. They were, yeah. So you like throw them in a, a horror movie? Sure, why, why wouldn't you? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you have to assume that they've encountered people before. Hence, you know. When we see them encounter people yeah. <laughs> in Aquaman, yeah. and they eat the shit out of them. Yes. <laughs> Give me a horror movie like that. <laughs> I do find it interesting, though, that Black Manta, because it's... We kind of got his origin story, right? Mm-hmm. So would this have been a pre-Black Manta, or would this be like him as Black Manta from Aquaman? That's what I want to know. I guess it's the fact that they're using his villain name, Black Manta, yeah. implies he would have the suit. and all. I guess he would have to also because it's pretty fucking far down there. Right. But wasn't he like a, a on a special diver team or whatever mm-hmm. in, the, in the military or whatever? Yeah, before? he was. So it could have been before he was officially Black Manta. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Maybe it could have been like a flashback situation, like showing some after and some before, like his origins of what he's remembering something that he's seeing. I don't know. I mean, that could also explain how he even knows about the ship below. Yeah, true. Which I feel like he did mm-hmm. in Aquaman. Yeah, it definitely seemed like he knew things yeah. he shouldn't have known. It's really unfortunate. I would have liked to see this movie. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe it can live on with like a different name and yeah. tweaking the creature's Maybe some somebody will pitch something that they'll agree to do again. Yeah. The crevice. <laughs> the canyon. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> the gash. <laughs> the fault. <laughs> I bet you WB's writing down notes right now. Of course they are. Like, holy shit. All right. Uh, we did see some trailers. Uh, first up, we have... Pixar's Lightyear, which it seems like it's just about the guy that Buzz Lightyear is based on in Toy Story. Yeah. But I'm very confused on the context of, is this in the same universe? Does, in Toy Story, was that character an actual person? Or was that just a made-up fictional thing? And now they're just like, oh, we're making another universe where that that character does exist. I mean, I assume the character is based off of a, a real person. Like a real astronaut or whatever. Because it just seems weird because the, the, the trailer we've seen is very futuristic feeling. Yeah. Obviously, they've updated the the designs and stuff. Right. It's very more, it's more realistic yeah. as far as Pixar can go. Mm-hmm. It's not so toyish, if you will. Yeah. But it does seem like they're in a world or universe, you should say that doesn't seem like it fits the timeline of the Toy Story movies. Yeah. Because like, they are, seem like they're in like, you know, modern time, mm-hmm. where this feels very futuristic. Yeah, that's true. So I'm curious if it's like a joint universe, or if it's going to be like a spinoff that isn't necessarily directly connected. You just know the property, but it doesn't right. actually have context within that world. Yeah, that's a good question. I just totally assumed it was a real character that the toy was based off of, and I didn't ask any more questions. (laughs) And we didn't really get, like, a whole lot, right? It was just kind of, this is his origin, obviously, Mm -hmm. right? We don't see, you know, at the end they tease the suit without, he's not actually wearing the suit, I don't think. They show it, like, light up on a wall or whatever. Yeah. 
And we have Chris Evans mm-hmm. playing the voice, which yeah. I was very surprised that they wouldn't just go with Tim Allen. Mm-hmm. Maybe he didn't want to do it. Maybe they wanted to well, he's go a little... different because he... it's not technically the same thing. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, he's a little bit older now. Maybe his voice has a certain sound to it that didn't sound like a young astronaut anymore. I don't know. That's true. That's true. Plus, he's supposed to be younger, theoretically. Yeah. So yeah. this is before his Space Ranger days. So you yeah. think he would be younger sounding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw like, <laughs> the only reason I knew this was happening is there were like memes or whatever that mm-hmm. showed up that was like conversations it was like conversation with my therapist how's your how's your week going it's like well i'm attracted to buzz lightyear or whatever <laughs> was like, okay. i was like wait what <laughs> i haven't seen that i've seen like joke things where they've changed the suits i have seen one where they changed it to captain america suit mm-hmm. uh one where it was master chief mm-hmm. but yeah it, it looks good i think it was uh set for 2022 if i'm correct yeah, i think so Something to look forward to. Yeah. From Pixar. For sure. All right. Uh, next up, I think, is arguably a bigger thing because it's presumably a bigger scope. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a trailer, too, for Morbius that dropped the other day. Yeah, we did. Uh, well, I mean, first thing I noticed, I think it was exciting to see more uh, of the character with the like CGI and stuff. Because mm-hmm. I think up until this point, it's been kind of like minimal... We know what he's going to be, but it's not... Like, we saw a lot more of his face it, looking like a bat's it face. It felt and... more grounded in the first trailer. Yes. This one, we're seeing him as the actual entity of Morbius. Mm-hmm. The bat. Or, yeah. Or whatever you want to call him. Yeah. The vampire. Yeah. There was a living, thing in, living vampire. Living vampire, right. Because yeah. in the comics, the whole point of this character was... Apparently, there was censorship. You couldn't have vampire... Yeah, you couldn't have vampires and other things mm. undead. You couldn't have like have undead, undead creatures okay. because it was, you know, not appropriate for children or whatever. Okay. So you wouldn't get the stamp of approval if you had stuff like that. Got it. So Marvel's workaround, I believe, was to create the living vampire. <laughs> That's so hilarious. He wasn't undead, therefore he could be in the comics yeah. and not be punished for the approval needed whatever that's ridiculous certification yeah of comics it's really funny how people get around things like that but overall i think this was a good uh hype trailer it yeah it it didn't give us a whole lot but it kind of gives you a quick overview of his origin story right for the people that don't really know right Right. he it's slightly different than in the comics but in this he's got some kind of a medical disability Mm mm-hmm disease or something that's that's hindering his abilities to exist he's a doctor yeah uh he he seeks bats of some particular species for whatever reason and yeah he wants to study them for whatever i potentially to find a cure mm-hmm. which seems to be the trigger for his uh, yeah yeah i'm really mutation, interested to see the nitty-gritty of how that happens because mm-hmm. it's very vague for obvious reasons yeah. but I think it'll be cool to see the graphics of how they do whatever they're going to do. Yeah. So, uh, One thing I'd like to bring up is it felt like this was very heavy tone of relationship to Spider-Man. Yep. Which is a little confusing because we know this is a Sony movie. They pretty much directly tied it to Venom. Mm-hmm. You know, 
at the very end of it we have a comment where he makes the joke, joke like some guy is freaking out like who are you whatever he's yeah. like i am venom and then he laughs and goes i'm just kidding i'm <laughs> dr michael morbius or yeah. something <laughs> um the joke failed for me i think yeah. it was really weak and didn't it was not executed very well yeah i think i liked the joke at its core but i think it was the timing mm-hmm. was a little off for me but right off the bat sony is making the precedent that this is within the universe with venom yeah directly they yeah. i think they even reference the events of san francisco which was the yes. venom movie yeah whether it be the first or second i don't know yeah but uh they've already done that he's name dropped venom mm-hmm. in the end of the trailer yeah so we have that uh some little easter egg things i want to bring up mm-hmm. we do see oscorp in the background of one of these yes uh b-roll shots mm-hmm. uh so that tells us that perhaps norman osborne may be a, a a factor in this yeah kind of brings the bigger scope of what they could do Mm -hmm. especially if it ties to spider-man which it seems like it does Uh, we also see uh horizon labs which is a contender Mm -hmm. in the comics uh i think the the animated show has like a horizon high school that peter parker yeah goes to Uh but it's actually a lab in the comics and and has actually employed peter and morbius at one point Mm -hmm. so perhaps he's working there probably but to get into Spider-Man stuff, so they have had a few things that are very contradicting to to everything. Uh, we've kind of seen connections to presumably all of the Spider-Man characters that Sony has done. Yeah. Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. All presumably have ties to this movie. Yeah. Which is very confusing. <laughs> yeah. So that either means it's really going to connect to stuff that happens with No Way Home, mm-hmm. assuming that those two spider-man characters are in no way home yeah like are rumored yeah or they're just really trolling the shit out of everybody yeah it's like they took all those movies and cut them up into pieces and shook them around in a bowl and then like scattered them around and gave like a little bit from each one in this trailer so it's very they kind of leading you in multiple different directions Mm -hmm. Uh, the first shot, I think, was in the first trailer, but it's the poster you see on the wall. It seems like he just got out of prison or something like that. He's wearing like what looks like a prison suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Spider-Man. on the wall, you see a picture of Spider-Man, and it says murderer spray-painted on it. Yes. Which implies the events of Far From Home. Yes. But the Spider-Man that we see is actually the Spider-Man from toby mcguire's spider-man yeah because the suit's different right yeah it's the, it's that particular suit mm-hmm. which makes this very confusing yeah so you would say oh, okay so is this set in that time period mm-hmm. of the sony movies uh but then we also have a daily bugle newspaper that is shown in this mm-hmm. at some point and it's a physical newspaper not a web series or some kind of news program Mm -hmm. through a digital medium which we see in the mcu spider-man movies yeah it's clearly like a news program like online news program or whatever in mcu and in those headlines we see a couple things we see one that's about presumably the rhino so a couple of the headlines on the daily beagle newspaper are rhino on the loose zoo hoax fools us all oh so, is this something referring to The Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield when Rhino was basically a big armored robot yeah. suit? Yeah, that's an interesting question on that. 
Because that could be referring to a past event that we've already seen or mm-hmm. something else. Yeah. I mean, the only... Like, Rhino has only shown up in that particular set of movies, right? Yeah. Um, also, it shows right next to it, Black Cat, friend or foe. We've never technically seen Black Cat in a movie. Mm-hmm. However, that same franchise with Andrew Garfield was setting up the character, Felicia Hardy. Yes. In... The second movie, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. She was like the assistant to Osborne. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were kind of setting her character up, it felt like, to become the black cat. Mm-hmm. So perhaps this is supposed to be a timeline that is further down the timeline of the events of those movies. Yeah. It feels like it in that sense. Yeah. Either that, I mean, it would be cool if it's referencing those things and we'll see more from them, but mm-hmm. it's also possible that it's like little Easter eggs to kind of show us that things are tied together. Yeah, I guess then the other option is it's a completely different Spider-Man in his in this Morbius universe. Yeah, that's possible. Um, and but I'm gonna... these are characters that exist within that timeline of this universe, Yeah, right? I'm going to say unlikely, though. Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, that would be too confusing to, yeah. to add in another Yet universe another that one. we don't even know any of the characters and all that stuff um one that kind of goes back to tom holland spider-man being the connection is we we do see michael keaton we i think we saw him in the trailer as well yeah uh we don't have any context who he is but it's highly speculated that he is the character from the mcu that plays vulture adrian tombs yep mm-hmm uh, and again, whether that's like he's a different variant of that character, perhaps, or maybe mm-hmm. he's just a completely different character altogether. And this is a ploy from Sony to make us think that we're seeing a really tied down connection to the MCU. Yeah. Uh, we just don't know. But overall, it feels like they are setting something big up for Spider-Man in itself. Yeah, it definitely seems like there's a lot of... Uh, exposition included in this so I think that this my prediction is that this movie is going to play a huge part in setting up this new whatever the fuck they're calling it Spider-Man or a Sony Sony Spider-Verse Sony Spider-Verse Sony Spider-Verse very original yeah but yeah but you know with the implications of what's happened in Venom and all that stuff like it it, it does throw a wrench in like what it's being set up here so it, it seems like they may just be giving us a lot of stuff to throw us off from what's really happening yeah but i guess we'll find out over time um overall this movie looked really good to me i i'm very excited uh for all we know that all the spider-man stuff we see is just like that's it there's nothing more beyond it yeah maybe we won't see him yeah um in the 90s cartoon morbius was a very big tie-in to the events of spider-man having this arc where he becomes man spider (laughs) and i really fucking hope that this is something that they could build up okay here's my concept what they should do okay it does feel like no way home is trying to do this unofficial sinister six thing Mm -hmm. whether we have six we don't know but we know there's like five for sure yeah here's what i want to see and this is just wishful thinking but i think it would be really cool if sony instead of trying to build up the sinister six to fight spider-man what they do is they build up this Sinister Six concept through characters that are villains, but they clearly want them to be anti-heroes, right? Right. We have Venom, Mm -hmm. who's the lethal protector status right now, Mm -hmm. right? 
Morbius at some point becomes what you call good, mm-hmm. right? He's not yes. necessarily evil at yeah. some point. Craven has yeah. the same kind of backstory. Mm-hmm. So also Craven is, is tied to the, the man spider arc. Mm-hmm. So what I would like to see is something where they do, even if it's a alternate version of Spider-Man, where he does become that man spider creature. These Sony movies are very dark toned to begin with. You could do something where they maybe have to team up, at least a couple of them, to I, hunt down the man spider. I do not like how man spider looks. <laughs> it's too spidery. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but, well, the whole idea of that arc was, um, I don't know if it was in the comics. It was, it was in the 90s show. Basically, Spider-Man having his powers was just deemed the first stage of his transformation oh right and so later on he became a sixth armed Mm spider-man and then eventually he mutated again and became a full-on spider looking creature yes okay that's it yeah i'm okay with the six armed spider-man but i do not like man spider i just think it would be really fun to do this like this idea of like a creature feature where The enemy is Spider-Man as the man spider. Yeah. And then the what we deem the villains are like in a way the They are now becoming the good guys. The good guys <laughs> trying yeah. to stop trying to stop the man spider character, right? Yeah. That would be interesting. With all this multiverse concepts that like we are potentially seeing built, like they could easily do this. <laughs> and it not necessarily be our specific Spider-Man. Have you heard of Spider's Man? I don't like I that. I have heard of this character. I don't like that at all. <laughs> it's a Spider-Man made of a made hive of spiders? of spiders. No. It's like a, a mind hive. I don't like hive that. mind, whatever they call I, it. I, they should never do that. <laughs> that came up when I searched for yeah. man spider. So I was like, holy shit. Because like here's, here's why I think that this could be possible. Okay. Because I want it to be. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Good reason. <laughs> Beyond that, they are setting up a Craven movie. Okay. Okay. Yeah. In that '90s run cartoon, Craven was a big part of finding the antidote to bring Spider-Man back to his normal, what we know form. Okay. From the Man Spider. Okay. So because, they're able to bring because his the- lover was the one who was helping him try and like slow down and reverse the process. Okay. She didn't do a good job. Obviously. <laughs> she just so, spent more time working so Craven on that. So Craven had to step in. Got it. Got it. <laughs> but Morbius was tied to that somehow. I think it was something like... Uh, something that they tried to use... Um, sped up his process of transformation. Okay. Anyways. They tried to like fix it, but then they made it worse. Mm-hmm. Got it. So uh, I'm really excited to see what they can do with, with Morbius... And it's like I think that they could have a really big setup for something really cool within a Spider-Man universe mm-hmm. with this film. It does feel like they're being pretty close to the origin as they can without necessarily yeah. showing Spider-Man up front to, to help create him, which right. is kind of how it went down. Yeah. How are you feeling about the CGI of the character? Do you think it fits? Do you think it looks like a little weird because it's like just his face? Um, so the first time I saw it, I was like, ugh. But then... When I watched the whole trailer, I was like, okay. Like, it, it seems like it's mm. working. It's very bony looking, right? Very bony. I, and... I'm curious, too, if they're going to do the route of during the day he's human mm-hmm. and during the night he becomes this creature. Or yeah. if he's going to have the ability to just kind of 
use it upon will like Venom yeah, does. Yeah, it seems like he has the power to use it on at will based I mean, on... We f- pretty much only see him at night in these trailers, it feels like. Right, but, but if he had to be like that creature at night, then he wouldn't be able to look normal at night, right? Yes, so correct. So we've seen him at night looking normal, I think. Okay, that's true. So he probably... Basically, the only thing I'm thinking about is the very end where he's making the Venom joke. Like, he's mm-hmm. normal, and then he does like ha- the half well, face. Well, that felt like it was daytime, though. Whatever. But you're right. So yeah. <laughs> in that context, it he's does able feel to control like they it. are controlling it. Yeah. Which is easier for narrative. But right? it's also possible that, because you know there's that separate CGI they do that's got like the purple whatnot around him. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's only at night. Because I think we only saw that at night. To be honest, that's probably the part I le- like the least. Yeah, I didn't understand what it was for. <laughs> the like, the weird purple. It was like electricity almost, but yeah. I don't know. Some kind of EMP pulses or I something? Was... I don't know. Oh, I guess it's probably like sonar so i'm thinking okay which did you catch in they the trailer said radar, they said they? radar yeah some kind of bat radar or yeah. some shit so like, what that's you, what? that's that's a dumb line because he's supposed to be like a genius scientist he would know the difference but just yeah. saying <laughs> i guess i am a doctor now <laughs> yeah i'm excited for this one i i think more than i was after the first trailer mm-hmm. so we'll see I'm really curious what this whole Spider-Man situation is. If it's all just a bunch of trolling or if there's going to be some bigger tie. Yeah. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Definitely uh, enticing. This, I believe this comes out in January of next year. Well, it's actually sooner than I expected. I mean, it's been delayed a lot. It was supposed <laughs> yeah, to come know. out before Venom, I think. Honestly, even. it got delayed so many times. I was like, well, I'm just never going to see that. <laughs> I stopped taking it seriously when they gave it a new date because I was like, that's just going to change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah at some point we're just like okay yeah cool when's the next delay yeah all right uh let's get into some of our reviews now we have a few movies so here's how our rating system works if we hated something we'll burn it it was just okay or neutral we're going to test it and if it was pretty good we're going to slice it if we absolutely love the shit out of it we're gonna dissect it and if all of us dissect it we're we're dtf. dtf You had to look at me that time. I did. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, we are, I guess now, seven weeks away from the release of Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm-hmm. It's a very Spider-Man heavy themed episode, yep. I feel like. Yeah, it is. Um, so what we decided to do was we're going to watch one of the different Spider-Man movies until the, the release yeah. of No Way Home. Leading up so to. So we obviously started with Spider-Man the Tobey Maguire version from 2002. Mm-hmm. It stars Tobey Maguire as as Peter Parker, Spider-Man, Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin, Norman Osborn, Kirsten Dunst as Mary Jane, the only Mary Jane we've ever seen in a Marvel movie. Yeah, I said it. Okay. <laughs> James Franco as Harry Osborn, J.K. Simmons as... J. Jonah Jameson. J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> and there's been, there's some other people. Yeah. But, like... Yeah. I have to say, I don't, like, I knew all these people were in this movie, but, like, I didn't really think about it. Yeah. How mind-blowing this cast is for its time. Yeah. Because, like, it, obviously it wasn't, like, a big thing at the time, but, like... I mean, it was These pretty, are some big players that they have in There's some big players, yeah. It was pretty big at the, at the time, though, because, like, I wasn't super... Like, I didn't... We had movie nights at my house, and we would mm-hmm. go rent movies at Blockbuster on Friday nights and watch them in high yeah. school. 
but I wasn't, I didn't go see every movie in theater, let alone like superhero movies. So, and this one I saw in theaters. So yeah. It was pretty, pretty big. And I will say for being 2002, thinking back, I go like, oh, the CGI must've been shit. Right. Yeah. But like, I feel like this looked really good. For how old it is. Like, yeah. you can tell it's not what yeah. we see now. There's some parts like, that kind of make you giggle, but like. But I, overall, I was really impressed with yeah. how the CGI held up over the years. Yeah. And we're talking like, I think, what was it? The Godzilla movie? The American one that came out like 2000, 2001, oh. or whatever it was? Yeah. I think. I didn't see that one in theaters. But yeah, I know what you're talking oh, about. We watched it like. Yeah, no, we... Months ago. Yeah. That one was terrible, right? The, the graphics were terrible. The CGI in that was so bad. Yeah. Um, and then you see this, which doesn't feel like it's that much off from when it released. And yeah. And like, wow. Yeah, they definitely seem to have done it better. Or maybe they had a bigger budget. I don't know. But it was... Like, some of it, watching it now, you can... It feels a little Power Rangers-y. <laughs> thought... This is very cheesy. But, yeah. like, I think I enjoyed it more... As an adult, because like you couldn't see the like comic cheesiness that they're yeah. trying to yeah. bring out yeah. of the characters. Yeah, um, I think JJ was the best character. J.K. Simmons as yeah. JJ was so funny in this. Yeah, there was like a part where uh, somebody came in. He's like, "Oh, we have a problem on page six or something," and he's like, "We got a we got a problem on page one. Shut up!" <laughs> like it just. <laughs> Like, his quick snippets were yeah. just so funny in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I didn't... I, I did I find think, my... I think he was probably my favorite character. Yeah. Out of this. Like, the most perfect casting. Right, yeah. So, I'm glad to see he's, like, going forward with yeah. what we've got coming up. Yeah. Um. Overall, this movie was, like, a lot more simple, though, than I recall it being. Like, yeah. I, like, I remember being so much more complex in the story. Like, it really wasn't. No, not at all. Green <laughs> Goblin, I don't think, was really in it as much as I feel like Very I Very little. Like, him. I remember whenever I saw, I was like, wait, that's, that's the last we they, like, see They, like, condensed an entire arc of yeah. a villain into, like, an afternoon. Yeah. It felt like. <laughs> exactly. It was so rushed. I was like, wow, okay. Well, it took like 45, and this was a, a problem I had with the first Venom movie, which I guess you kind of, maybe that's his most movies, and I just mm-hmm. never caught it, but it took like 45 minutes to even get him to kind of start being Spider-Man. Like yeah. You see him get his power, and then he starts kind of messing with it a little bit. Well, that's fair for this one, because it really is the first time we saw mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Or Spider-Man in general, as a yes. live-action character, so it truly was an origin. It wasn't like a reboot that we already knew about. Yeah. <laughs> And this is directed by Sam Raimi, so, like, we know he's doing Doctor Strange coming mm-hmm. up. Yeah. And uh, it'll be really interesting to see how those two movies kind of reflect off each other with the, like, the tone, you know? Like, yeah. if, if he's going to keep close to the MCU or if it's going to be very similar in tone to what this movie has been. Right. With his directing style. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was fun to rewatch this movie. I hadn't seen it since probably, I don't know, the year it came out. Maybe. Yeah, I have no idea how long it's been <laughs> since I've seen this one. So, I mean, I, it was definitely, I'm excited to keep mm-hmm. watching them and see. Yeah, I mean, them we got, again. so we're going to come up with Spider Man 2, obviously, which yeah. will probably be the most tied to No Way Home with Doc Ock in it. Mm-hmm. So, looking forward to that. Yeah, I did expect to um, 
have some issues watching it because I liked it. It was when the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man came out, I was like, no, it's not time to remake this. You can't do mm-hmm. that yet. But, it just felt very But then after. after I watched it, I was like, okay, well, that was kind of like that character I liked better than the Tobey Maguire one, mm-hmm. even though Tobey Maguire was, was my favorite before I saw Andrew Garfield. So I was like, this is great. And then now in my head, after seeing Andrew Garfield, I was like, well, Tobey Maguire is just like remembered for like the crying and the like... <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, every Spider-Man has cried in every movie. That's true, yeah. So I was just like, I was worried I was going to have trouble rewatching it because of mm. how my like retrospective opinion of Tobey Maguire. But then I was like, no, this is hella good. Like, I, there really wasn't anything wrong with it. I think it's just that like, oh well, this new thing is it's a shiny new toy, so I'm going to shit all over the old one. <laughs> like, but yeah, I enjoyed it, and uh, I think it definitely seems to have held up better than I expected. Yeah, I would say so. I'll give it a slice. It. If we're rating, I know it's an old ass movie. Yeah, sure. We're just rating them. We're, we're just reviewing them for fun. Yeah, but we're rating everybody up in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I-, <laughs> I guess we are. <laughs> hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> we're rating everything up in here. Yeah, I'll go and give it a slice of two. That seems fair. Your wife, she's a burn it. <laughs> All right, next up, I watched Chucky, the TV series based off Child's Play and the Murderous Doll. Yep. (laughs) I watched this without you because I knew you had no interest in such a thing. Absolutely not. (laughs) This came out on Sci-Fi and USA, apparently, on October 12th. And I've watched three, I believe, episodes out of, I think, six. It didn't... I tried to look it up and I couldn't get a clear answer if there were six episodes total or if that's just like a half mark gap Mm -hmm. before they do the rest of the show. Right. Um, But at least there's six. So I've watched half of that. It's been a lot of fun, actually. I was kind of expecting this to be kind of stupid and cheesy. So just to be clear, is it tied to the like movie franchise? Is it direct sequel? Yes, it's a direct sequel to all of the movies. Okay. Like there's nothing left out. Okay. I was expecting them to be like, oh, it's a direct sequel to the second movie or something. Right, right. And like cut out all those like really weird <laughs> Bride of Chucky, yeah. Seed of Chucky, yeah. where he has a child doll. Extra or whatever. gross ones. Like the the really like obscure Yeah whatever dark comedy ones that yeah. they did um no all of it's there okay. there's been a few that were like i think they're on like netflix and stuff they're streaming straight to streaming type movies mm-hmm. that they've come out with and they weren't the greatest but even those are included in this so this is okay. just at some point after the show like basically starts with this kid who's troubled has um he just goes to like a, a local garage sale, like mm-hmm. in the neighborhood, and he just like finds the Chucky doll. Okay. And that it's and he, Chucky, and he wants it's it. It's Chucky. He's got this weird thing where he likes to uh, dismantle dolls, and he's making this big human-sized model out of doll parts. Ew! It's very weird and creepy. Gross. Um. It's just like this. Yeah, I don't know. It, okay. It's not a primary focus of the show. Okay. It's just like something about the kid. Kind of, I think it's supposed to like reflect how he's like a weirdo. Right. Um, it's fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like something you'd see in like a, like Silent Hill. Some right. weird fucking. Yeah. Like he's going to be a serial killer when he grows up situation. Well, I mean, it, uh, maybe. It, yeah. it... 
guess we'll see where the show goes. <laughs> but um, basically, Chucky finds his way into that home. Uh, and instead of, like, killing him, he, like, decides he's going to, like, pretty much treat him like he's family or his friend. And he's going to, like, start killing people that do him wrong. Okay. Or hurt him or, or abuse him or whatever. Okay. And so you just slowly start seeing people dying around him. <laughs> and, of course, there's always a cop who's like, hmm, I think, I think something suspicious is going on here. <laughs> this kid seems to be around all the time. Somebody's yeah. dead. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's just kind of like trickling into some kind of uh, will they, won't they find out that it's a doll right. this so whole time. If this is a spoiler, feel free to not answer. But does the kid know that Chucky's killing for him? Yes, he, he's okay. well aware after, like, the first episode. Okay, got it. What's going on? Because <laughs> that would be even funnier if he had no idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say, they do the one fucking thing I hate, and they do harm a cat mm-hmm. in this, and I think it was the first episode. Yeah. So be warned on that, Yeah. but they don't show it. Okay. It's just implied. Got it. And by implied, I mean, he fucking says I did it. Right. <laughs> So heavily, heavily implied. Yeah. <laughs> he could be lying. Yeah. <laughs> He's just a fake. Yeah. So I wasn't too thrilled with that, mm-hmm. but that seems to be like the standard now to shock your audience is yeah. to just hurt an animal. Yeah. But I was really surprised how graphic this show gets at some points. I'm watching it on the app, though, so I'm curious if it's a little bit censored if you were to watch it on sci-fi itself versus the app. Mm, okay. So I'm, I think they might censor some stuff or whatever, but um, it's interesting. They kind of like tie the, the whole idea into like this kid is being bullied at school and his like family life isn't exactly great. He mm-hmm. feels like he's an outsider and he's got this backstory as to what's going on with him. Mm-hmm. And, and he thought building a human size thing made of doll parts would help maybe (laughs) maybe he's trying to cope by talking to it he needs somebody to listen you know yeah (laughs) just make it all over the ears (laughs) it's all ears i mean (laughs) it would work yeah so uh are you gonna keep watching yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch. Okay. Uh, they they do that thing where they keep uh, like they, they give you a hook at the end of the episode, mm-hmm. so you're like, mm, oh, like a standard thing now, now I gotta know what's happening next. Yeah, like I think like episode two, some big dramatic moment happens, and then episode three, like they don't even really they don't really even touch upon it. It's just like later on you see a character involved in that, mm-hmm. and then they go and explain like, oh well, I just okay, it's very <laughs> underwhelming then. Yeah, like it's now. But that's kind of the thing with like shows these days, right? Yeah. They give you this huge hook, and then they just kind of give like a basic explanation or mm-hmm. like oh, brush it under the rug. Well, it couldn't have been that person one. because they don't have hands or something like well, that. Well, not that. It just like the situation the person was in. I don't want to get into it, okay. but like it's just it was a big oh shit moment by the end of the episode, and then the next one was just kind of like they brush past that. Like it's no big deal. Oh, so it wasn't as big as it seemed like it was going to be. Got it. Yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with this. I think that I think it's the same voice actor. I wow. believe he okay. came back. It's just kind of good old fun seeing Chucky kill a bunch of people for no fucking reason. And uh, I'm curious where they go with it. Yeah. I, I feel like it's going to have some kind of twist by the end. The cool thing that they do is I don't think they've ever done this in any of the shows before or any of the movies is they kind of give him a backstory too. They give you a little bit more insight on like the serial killer 
that is in Chucky's body. Oh, I don't, I don't okay. remember the, the character's name, but like you kind of get backstory as to like how he became a killer. Got it. Uh, through his childhood and stuff like that, which okay. is very interesting. So it's not as simple as Chucky's just a murderous doll. There's actually like a lead up to that. Yeah, it's like sprinkled in. Like, we already knew that he was a serial killer in a doll's body. Yeah, but... From the movies. But, like, this is kind of giving you a little bit more of a backstory as to what created his psyche to become a serial killer. Yeah, yeah. That's what what I was trying to say. Okay. (laughs) Because you never... Like, it doesn't matter if somebody's a serial killer. I mean, it's bad, obviously. But, like, I'm like, okay, you're a serial killer. You're a serial killer. Who cares? Give me the story as to why. Like, I want it. I want mm-hmm. But But why? But why does that... Why is that good to you? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, that's good to know that you're going to get some kind of explanation, potentially. Yeah. I'm still not interested, but I'm glad, yeah, I know. I'm glad you'll get I it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm assuming this is a show that they're planning to go more than one season. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm sure it'll be kind of drawn out and you'll learn more each season. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually enjoying myself with this one. So, I'm going to have to say it's... It slice it for me. I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. I think there's some things that they're kind of like forced in there, but um, like as far as like character relationships and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But overall, I'm having a good time with it. Well, that's good. Uh, next up, we watch Paranormal Activity Next of Kin. This was released in theaters and it's also on Paramount Plus as of October 29th. It was written by Christopher Landon, directed by William Eubank. And it's starring Emily Bader as Margot, mm-hmm. the lead young woman of yeah, the movie. Basically, main character. There's other characters, but they are not as significant. She's the one they are clearly focused on. Yes. Uh, the film follows a young woman trying to discover what happened with her mother who disappeared years ago until she discovers a terrifying truth about her mother's past. <laughs> yeah. Terrifying is a good word for that. <laughs> okay. Uh, you somehow managed to get me to watch this with you, even though it's not my kind of movie. Well, I mean, it doesn't have a Chucky doll, so it should be fine. Mm, it's still gross. Okay. <laughs> so this, I'm going to just be straight up right now. This was probably the worst movie in the franchise. Yeah? In my mind. Okay. Um, I think that they really failed in what makes the Paranormal Activities mo- movies so fun. Like the cheesy, creepy moments where, you know you'll see something in the background and then it's yeah. gone or whatever. Right. Like the, the, the simple creepy tones, they yeah. just didn't really There was only give a little bit of that. It felt like they were just trying to modernize it too much. And, um, you know, they throw it into this, into this like Amish community, which I guess was their way of taking away technology. Yeah. But then they also have technology and they're allowed to use it. And it mm-hmm. just was like, this feels very weird. And confusing. I don't think they did a great job with this. The story was really stupid, I feel like. Yeah. Um, pretty much she's adopted. And yeah. And she's just trying to figure out, like, who her mother is and all that yeah, stuff. And then her. turns into this bigger story. Yeah. Um, I just feel like they didn't do justice with what the franchise has done. And I'm not quite sure if this is a reboot or a sequel. Because they don't really specify it's like kind of up in the air whether it's one or the other. Okay. Not so I wouldn't say a reboot, but like a different entity. Uh, well, I haven't watched all the other movies. I've only watched one or two of them and probably not the whole things because they're not my kind of thing. But 
I will say this one wasn't as creepy as the ones that I remember or the scenes that I remember from the other ones that I've seen because I don't feel like this was as as mysterious. I feel like it Well, you pretty much like you pretty much know what's going on, right? It it feels like even their like twist surprises were just yeah. like, "Oh, okay." I obviously didn't really understand. I don't think I thought it was going to end up where it did, but I it definitely w- wasn't as uh it it was more supernatural i think than i expected it to, it, it didn't seem to be okay. i'm trying to figure out how to say this right without <laughs> spoiling anything but like the simple things where in the other ones you'd see like a a figure in the hallway mm-hmm. or whatever like or or they'd have like the baby powder on the ground and you'd see the footsteps going through right. or something. Like, yeah, like that kind of stuff. Very basic CGI stuff. Yes. So I, you didn't get very much of that. I'll agree with you mm-hmm. on that one. And those are the things that, that are just, those creep me out. So I think you there was a part where something like that was happening and I was like very uncomfortable and mm-hmm. I think you commented on it. <laughs> because I just don't like those like moments of tension. Mm-hmm. Like I don't enjoy that. But I think... The most they really did was like it sat on a bed and you could see like the bed kind of pushed down in the yeah. middle. Yeah. But then there's nobody on the bed. It's just like right. I feel like they they were really loose with those moments where they could have done a lot. Especially yeah. when they're putting you in this stranded middle of nowhere atmosphere. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff that went down with this group of young adults that were trying to film this documentary about her past. Like there was so many things that went wrong with that that it was like, no, no, that's not a realistic situation. Well, even it's just like they were kind of terrible people. Like, you yeah, didn't, I felt like it was hard for me to care about what happened to them because they didn't really seem to respect the rules. Yeah. Like they're like told, oh, you can't go into this place yeah, because they immediately go it's there. a place, uh, you know, for our people only and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Whether there's like a secret behind that or not, yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, it's none of your fucking business. You, they basically <laughs> break in at one point to a place they shouldn't be going into, yeah. just because they want to know what's in there. Yeah, and they don't really seem to care about what they should or shouldn't be doing mm-hmm. in a place that they're guessing. Yeah, and so I'm like, I don't really feel like I should care what happens to you because of the way you're treating this place. Yeah, yeah. And the whole, the way it ends is a lot. I don't really know if it, it's kind of maybe setting up another movie. Oh, it's, it's, it's just... setting up another. And that's where I'm kind of like confused where if this is supposed to be like a, a sequel or or if it's like a reboot. Because it feels like it's a reboot in that sense that they're trying to set up a new chain of movies. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, this takes place long after... The other movies. This is like current day, 2021, this movie takes place. Yeah, so it doesn't make sense. And the way that they kind of imply that this entity exists, it could theoretically be tied to the other movies. But they don't really outright say that. I just think, for me, I think it's complicated. I don't think, I don't see, to be fair, again, I haven't seen all of them. So maybe I'm missing some essential pieces to that. But it doesn't seem to me like it could be directly related (laughs) without giving too much away but it's definitely similar but it's not uh the same types of little creepy 
bullshit that happens that's supposed to like freak you out like that it's mm. not the same this one's definitely not the same which is probably one of the reasons i was able to get through it to be fair because this one had a different vibe that i was more is more on the end of things that i'm okay with still not great with but okay with <laughs> If it's a movie that's just straight, like, you see a figure in the background or whatever, like, there's obviously, like, a presence in the room, but it's never revealed and all of that shit, mm-hmm. like, I cannot handle those. I'm like, nope, I, I'm, now I'm like, I, because I told you when we started, I was like, you're going to be sleeping with the lights on tonight. But it didn't turn out to be like that at all. Yeah. So. Well, and those are the kind of, like, these are the kind of movies where I shouldn't like them, but I do. Yeah. Because... That is the thing with me is like the idea of not being able to see the threat mm-hmm. terrifies me. Yeah, I don't like That's it. the part that makes these movies so creepy to me. Yeah. But like I feel like the way that they've done this movie, they don't really treat the entity like it's something that you feel is always there. Right. Like I feel like they want you to think that it's in the room, but they don't really give you any kind of scare factors that really like show that it's in the room. Yeah. Most of this movie. It's just kind of like gambling that you just assume it's there. Exactly. And I'm still unclear as to how those interactions happened whenever it's revealed where stuff is going on later. <laughs> if that sounds ridiculous, it's because I'm trying to spoil anything. But the, some of the things that happen don't really connect to each other, in my opinion. They mm-hmm. don't make sense. So, And not just in a way that like... Yeah, there's definitely leaps in storytelling just yeah. to get you to where they want you to go. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it could have been so much better than it was. It was kind of disappointing. Um, Just, I mean, on a scare factor, on a storytelling factor, uh, whether it's tied to the other movies, I don't know. But even in that sense, it felt like it was pretty weak if it is connected. So for me, this is probably a burn it, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Because it's not my kind of movie at all. And I didn't like how... Well, I mean, you could not think it's your type of movie, but like... Yeah, okay, The movie so, can be good, but you don't like so, it. Yeah, so two things. I didn't enjoy it. And the other thing is, I don't think that the story added up to what it should have. Mm-hmm. So it's not just that it's not my kind of movie. It's just both. <laughs> because I've watched other movies that were not my kind of movie, and I was okay with it. They actually rated fairly highly. But this one was not very good. Yeah, for a movie that's like been many years between the previous one i sure feel like they rushed this one mm-hmm. and they had like this weird moment where the first like with the first scene they show them wearing masks and like in real time in the movie in a pandemic mm-hmm. but then the rest of the movie none of them have the masks on it's like what was the fucking point of that scene then yeah I... it just felt very forced it did like they were trying to make it like seem like it was in our time yeah currently yeah but then they just kind of don't have that pretended it didn't movie. exist anymore yeah i don't know there was a, a lot of things that just didn't add up mm-hmm. or added up to too many <laughs> yeah it was a big disappointment yeah so i wouldn't go get paramount plus for it no all right and finally we checked out last night in soho this one was released in theaters on october 29th and it's written and directed by edgar wright who i didn't realize also did Shaun of the dead um Ant-Man. No, he was going to do Ant-Man. He was going to do Ant-Man? He, he uh, left the project. Is he doing one of the other Ant-Mans? No. Oh, he's got a whole bunch of Ant-Man shit on his IMDb, so whatever. He did a um, a concept short for oh, Ant-Man, okay. which is what got him the gig. 
Okay. And then he left for uh, what they call creative differences. I don't oh, know if you've right, heard right. of these. <laughs> yeah, I've heard about that. Um, he also most recently, I think, did Baby Driver, which I haven't yes. seen. But did you watch that? Yes, I watched okay. that one. Okay, so... Um, yeah, I, I recognized his name and I was like, I'm trying to figure out who I know that. And so I looked it up and I was like, I can't believe it was Shaun of the Dead. That's like one of my favorite movies. It's great. Um, and, okay, so this movie is actually about an aspiring fashion designer, a young woman who is mysteriously able to enter the 1960s where she encounters a dazzling wannabe singer. Um, and unfortunately, the glamour is not all it appears to be and the dreams of the past start to crack and splinter into something far darker. Um, the star... The modern day person star <laughs> is uh, Thomas and McKenzie. She plays our main. And then Anya Taylor-Joy is also the main. She's the character in the 60s. And Matt Smith is also uh, is the male lead of the film. So um, it's very interesting to see. It takes place in London. Thomas and McKenzie's character leaves home to go to, go to fashion school. And then all hell breaks loose. Um for me, I thought this was pretty good. It's supposed to be a psychological thriller, I believe, and I think that it, it worked in that way. I thought the acting was incredible. I thought the uh, cinematography was really good because you could really see great um, expression of the different decades going back and forth, um, and the acting was great. Oh, it, the acting was amazing. Yeah, it was so uh, good. Because you can see there's parts, uh, this is in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler, but there's parts where you have Thomas and McKenzie and Anya Taylor-Joy looking in the mirror like they're supposed to be the same person. And they really do, it really works. I'm going to be honest, that stuff really tripped me out. And like mm-hmm. I think that was probably what was the best part of it, being a psychological thriller, was like, I was sitting there during this movie trying to translate in my head whether or not she was supposed to be the same person or if she's just viewing through like this mere dimension yeah of the story of yeah of the 60s yeah and it was just so trippy how they did that and i really appreciated it like mm-hmm. there was a moment where anya taylor joy is coming down the stairs mm-hmm. and you see thomas and mckenzie's character in the mirrors coming down the stairs with her mm-hmm. but then anya taylor joy keeps walking and you yeah. just see thomason still standing there yes and so like there's moments like that where i was like i don't understand is she the same person or not how does she then show up over yes. on the other side of the room and stuff and yeah it was like a real mind fuck i was can... really struggling trying to figure out like what the end game was of this is she trying to like switch bodies with her right. is she trying to yeah because you see her in the mirror and she's got her regular normal clothes on and then sometimes you'll see her suddenly switch pl- not switch places but you see her in the clothes that mm-hmm. Anya Taylor Joy was wearing occasionally so it's like a very uh it's up to the watcher to figure out what's going on obviously but it's very trippy <laughs> and there's moments where like she's consciously observing what's happening mm-hmm. in the 60s but then there's other times where it feels like she's experiencing it herself yes yeah and so it's kind of like this weird is she or is she not the I, character is she time traveling or like yeah. it's very confusing uh, um, but i loved the 60s sets and i think that like the whole atmosphere was just mm-hmm. spot on it was gorgeous it was yeah. vibrant really made you feel like you were in the moment mm-hmm. which i'm sure was the point because yeah. That was the whole role for her was to feel in the moment. Yeah. And the costume design was great. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Wouldn't be surprised if 
they're like nominated for one of those awards, you know, mm-hmm. the off-screen ones. <laughs> Best mirrors. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I think this movie was a lot of fun. I don't think there was a moment where I was bored, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I was sitting through it, always questioning what's going on, where it's going. I feel like I got a grasp early on about where the twist, if you will, was going to be. Yeah, there was a couple of layers, a little, maybe a couple of twists and turns. So there were options along the way that kind of was like, oh, well, is this what's going to be? Or maybe this is what's going to happen. And so it, it wasn't like a super obvious, like right off the bat to me. I think mm-hmm. that there was a couple of different possibilities as I, as it goes on where like, oh, I think maybe, maybe this person's going to do whatever, or maybe it's going to be that person. And then it gets to a certain point and then it's like, okay, I know what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a couple of moments where it was just like, we're very awkwardly like placed scenes where it just Mm -hmm. felt like well that was a weird scene in the context of everything else yeah but then you realize why later on yeah um i feel like this one of those movies that if you watched it again you'll see the breadcrumbs yes with all the big arrows pointing to what you're supposed to know yeah by the end definitely and you would easily catch it after the fact Mm -hmm. but i think it was a great fucking movie yeah, um, it was really good. The music, they were trying to, you know, that's an Edgar Wright thing, doing the music injections into the... Yeah. It didn't work as well for me in this as I feel like it's done in other movies he's done. Mm-hmm. But uh, I get that it was supposed to be like her inspiration was her mom's 1960s, whatever. Yeah, her grandma listens radio to all the 60s whatever. records. Oh, was it her mom or grandma? Yeah. I'm Probably her mom did too at some point, but... So... Yeah. She was clearly like her modern, the modern day character is already stuck in the 60s. So it was very interesting mm-hmm. how that went down, like mentally, not just physically or whatever. Yeah, it was kind <laughs> of a nice, interesting take on like escapism. Yeah. If you will. Mm-hmm. So uh, I definitely think people should check this out. Yeah, definitely. It's And it's not too scary. I was actually a little worried whenever I saw the preview. I or feel whatever. like, the, yeah, the trailer I feel like makes it come out like it's more of a horror movie than it really is. Yeah. It's really more of a mystery rather than a horror, yeah, I would say. Yeah, there's definitely some aspects to it that are still like a little horror-ish, but it's not overwhelming. And so I think if anyone's worried about that, because I was worried when I watched the previews, I was like, I'm intrigued by it, but I'm a little worried I'm not going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. Go check it out anyway. Would you consider Anya Taylor-Joy like a big star yet? I mean, I think she kind of is. I think she's A-list. I feel like people are going to look back on this movie and be like, holy fuck, Thomas and McKenzie and Anya Taylor-Joy did this movie together. Like, I feel like they are both arguably big stars in the making. Yeah. They're obviously not like on top. They're not like rank one, but they're they're definitely climbing at this point. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. I honestly don't think I've seen a movie that I didn't like that Thomas and McKenzie's done. Yeah. That's true. Arguably I mean, old was, you know, not the greatest movie, but I think it was great. But yeah. um, I thought she was great in that movie. Mm-hmm. She was so good in um, Jojo, Jojo Rabbit. Rabbit. Yep. Yeah. That's the only other thing That's I've seen. That's the first time I saw her in anything. Yeah. And then she started popping up everywhere after that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Who knows? Maybe she's been in a lot of stuff before that. I Maybe. don't know. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think she's like a rising star and this movie, I think really, uh, highlights her abilities, Mm -hmm. her range yeah, and and all that. It also makes me wonder if Anya Taylor-Joy sang herself or if she had a... Yeah, that was something I was curious about too. Double. I forgot to Google that. I'll look it up later. (laughs) Well, this one's a dissect it for me. I really enjoyed this movie. 
Yeah, I did too. Despite, there were a couple of scenes where I was uncomfortable, but I got past it. And overall, it was definitely a dissect it. And it was very worth going and seeing. Okay. Well, that's it for our reviews for this episode. Yep. That's it for uh, TV and movies. If you're enjoying the show and still listening, we appreciate you. Please take some time out of your day to go rate or review us on Apple Podcasts or iTunes or whatever your podcast service is. If you can rate us, we'll take it. Um, We also have a Facebook page, Dissecting This Fiction. You can rate us on there if you feel like it. That would be cool, too, if you follow us. You can also follow us on Twitter at DTFPod. Um, And while you're at it, of course, don't forget to subscribe if you're not already subscribed. um, Or send us an email directly to DTFPod at gmail.com if you have any content requests or suggestions. And we'd love to hear from you um, through any medium. You can also check out our website if you're bored, DTFCast.com. All right, time to jump into our gaming section. Uh, We have a lot of releases this week for gaming, surprisingly. Uh, So starting with Xbox on Games with Gold, we have Moving Out, which is now through the 30th of November. Uh, We have Rocket Knight out now through the 15th. Uh, And we will be seeing kingdom two crowns and lego batman 2 dc superheroes coming out november 16th through the 30th nice uh one game i want to highlight for game pass for people who have that service a game i've been wanting to play for a while called it takes two it was a really interesting co-op game i think about uh marriage and shambles Mm -hmm. uh, and what they have to do in this fun artsy story to like work together and like fixes their marriage or some yeah. shit like that it just seemed like an interesting idea yeah and that that comes out on the fourth so that's something i will definitely be trying out i know we've I've, been waiting for that to come to game pass yeah <laughs> it felt like one of those games that would be game pass at some point yeah you know well, there's, it. there's those different games you just yeah you can tell yeah uh playstation we have some playstation plus games uh double the amount as usual actually uh first class trouble a social just a social deduction game uh, coming out for PS4 and PS5. Kingdoms of Amular Re-Reckoning uh, is coming out for PS4. Knockout City is a competitive multiplayer dodgeball game coming out for PS4 and PS5. A couple VR games coming out. The Persistence. It's a roguelike game where you have to uh, make your way through a zombie-infested spaceship. Mm-hmm. Uh, that. I believe you don't necessarily have to play on PSVR. I think it's also just regular as well. You already have this? Yeah, we bought this a long oh, time okay. ago. okay. I was like, this We bought like it in VR, like. but I think they added the function to not be VR later on. Okay. So you don't need to have it. Uh, the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners is a, VR, a PlayStation VR game, which is one I've been wanting for a while, but it's really expensive, so I've been waiting on it. Nice. So I'm really glad to see this. Mm-hmm. Finally a game I can get and feel like I've got something out of PlayStation yeah. Plus. Yeah. Instead of being like, oh, I already have that. Yeah. Like Persistence. Yeah. Uh, and then last we have Until You Fall, a VR sword fighting experience. Oh, okay. Um, so it looks like they're kind of catering to people that have VR this month for whatever reason. Yeah. So a lot of stuff there for PlayStation. Uh, a couple of demos I wanted to, or on Switch, there wasn't a whole lot of new stuff, but um, Metroid Dread has a demo out. That was a surprise drop for people to try out. Mm-hmm. I was excited to see that, so I will definitely be trying that before yeah. I get the game. Yeah. 
Animal Crossing New Horizons DLC comes out on the 5th. And that is called Happy Home Paradise. It's worth $25, apparently. Yeah. I believe this is (laughs) what they have in the online service expansion with the Nintendo 64 stuff. Oh, okay. It's that DLC. Gotcha. So I think you can get that there if you guys are interested in that at a cheaper rate. Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) According to Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, multi-platform, we have Just Dance 2022 coming out on the 4th for basically everything. Mm-hmm. Current gen, next gen, Switch, so last gen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Call of Duty Vanguard comes out on the 5th. Are you excited for that? No. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'm excited for what they do with Warzone, but I don't think that's changing okay. until later on. Gotcha. Uh, this game just looks like not a whole lot has been... I don't know, it doesn't seem that exciting yeah but there's news about the zombies later on that we'll get into that it's like pretty much the only thing i was excited about other than just Warzone. okay so this is a game i'm gonna wait on gotcha before i'm gonna wait for a sale and hope that it's cheaper somewhere uh so something we've been kind of sleeping on is uh games of prime i don't i think technically it's just that's only for pc but i thought these are all pretty there's a few pretty good games so I thought I would mention them in case anybody's a PC gamer or isn't, but has a, ga- a PC that they could play a game on. Uh, they're free if you have Amazon Prime um, starting on the first. Dragon Age Inquisition is on the Origin if you have Prime until the 30th. Control Ultimate Edition, the full game, is on GOG.com. I can't remember what that stands for, but actually that's where I bought The Witcher 1 <laughs> because it was hella cheap. And that's available until December 1st. And Rise of the Tomb Raider full game plus bonus uh, content is on the Epic Game Store for free until the 14th. So you don't have as much time on that one. But in case anybody has Amazon Prime and a computer they could play a game on and you're missing Mm. one of those, those are free right now. I want to say, at least on Xbox too, they have a sale. I think, I don't know how long it goes till. But the entire trilogy of the Tomb Raider games Mm, is like $20 right now. Okay. It's a steal of a deal if you haven't played those games. Good. Yeah, absolutely. If you can get... Those are such good games. All right. Uh, and then we added some stuff for mobile that we don't usually talk about, but there was something I was really interested in. I wanted to bring it up. It was in Switch, but I moved it. Uh, Pikmin Bloom, which is a... Uh, which is an AR game based around Pokemon Go, but with Pikmin. And it's apparently there to encourage people to walk more. It's out for iOS and Android, and I have already downloaded the game. Yeah. Uh, I tried to log in with my Nintendo account, but it wasn't working, so I haven't technically played it yet, but okay. I'm very excited. Yeah. And I'm trying to lose some weight, so maybe this will help. Okay. Good to know. Yeah, it seems like a lot of fun. So, yeah. I mean, I guess expect a review potentially yeah. in the future. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, it was all right. I didn't lose a lot of weight, so. <laughs> it was just okay. Yeah. <laughs> And then I wanted to throw this on there because I was surprised to see this. Not that I play it, but uh, Harry Potter Wizards Unite AR, which is a game that came out, I think, earlier this year. Maybe last year, even. It's going to shut down on January 31st of next year. So anybody who doesn't have the game but wants to try it out, you have until December 6th to download it and play it before it shuts down at the end of January. Um, I feel like... I'm trying to remember. I downloaded one of these games and it was trash. 
It's uh, probably this one. Okay. I, I mean, I imagine if it's... I mean, it's probably changed since you played it because you played it when it first came out. I remember that. Yeah. But yeah, it's probably this game because it's probably just not doing well. I don't know. Yeah, well, because whenever they first started the game, they didn't have... Um, I don't know what the platform is, but there's like an engine that allows it to track your walking. And so you wouldn't get credit. Like, it wouldn't... Remember, we... Oh, I know. We went to like PetSmart and then we were going to walk over to another store. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to like get credit for like walking that way and it like wouldn't pick it up it wasn't like detecting unless you leave the app open and stare at it which is dangerous so yeah whatever well you're supposed to fly on your broom yeah (laughs) so whenever i played it it was absolute trash but maybe i'll download it and try it again before it leaves okay just to make sure yeah (laughs) i mean i'm i I, i'm tempted to try it out to see what this game is yeah before it leaves why it's leaving just some stuff for mobile for people to look out for if they want something yeah on their break at work or something mm-hmm. uh netflix gaming is officially available for customers at no extra charge so if you have netflix you can go onto the android app uh, and play with touch screen controls really a couple other games i think they have like the stranger thing games They're, they don't have a whole big catalog have you tried it's, it yet i have not yet oh, okay so that's something for people to check out i yeah. mean i've played the stranger things 3 Mm-hmm. On Game Pass, actually, back like a while ago. I don't mm-hmm. think it's there anymore. Mm-hmm. Probably because of this. Right. Netflix wants it for their own thing. But um, I'm definitely going to try it out on, on the phone because yeah, I had fun with it. Yeah. Seems like it'd be easy for them to integrate into like console apps because you're already using a controller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one thing is it doesn't have controller support or iOS yet. But I'm sure those are just things that they're going to implement over time. Yeah. It would be weird if they didn't. Yeah. Uh, next up, Marvel's Avengers has removed purchasable XP boosters. <laughs> I didn't even know those existed. <laughs> no, I knew they existed. This is actually a very interesting topic, I think, because uh, the reason they removed them was basically people were crying that they were pay-to-win uh, items in the game. That's fair. Well, but is it? Can you call something pay-to-win... If it's not a competitive nature. I guess in my perspective, when you say pay to win, to me that means like a multiplayer game mm-hmm. like uh, versus another person. Right. They have an advantage because they bought something that yeah. lets them be better than you. Right, okay. This is a co-op game. Mm-hmm. So I don't really see the translation of pay to win being relevant in this perspective well if you think about yeah i see what you're saying i I guess it's the argument of well you're making us pay more money in order to play the game but that's not necessarily true because i've I've never bought one and we get through we've got through the campaign we got through the dlc we've gotten through yeah just playing online it's not something that you need to so the only thing i the, the reason i am saying that i can see it's fair is that um, each of the characters have like the was it the character card? I don't fucking remember what it's called, but like where you have to earn XP to like unlock shit. Yes. So technically, if you XP boost yourself, do you win? Do you get XP faster and you can unlock your whole card faster? Is that potentially what they mean? I guess, but the only way that you would boost faster in that sense is if you used it while you were doing your daily and weekly challenges, because yeah. those are how you get those XP for that character yeah 
Yeah. So that's the one, like, and that's it. But then you're still limited to how fast you could do it. Yeah, that's true. Like daily, you wouldn't be able to do it. Right, but you could just get on and activate one of those boosters and then do your mm-hmm. daily bullshit and then yeah. go do a bunch of extra crap. Well, we have boosters that we got just through playing the game. Yeah. But like, we haven't used them. Yeah. Um, and I think they said that they will... Let me see. Yeah, so there's a whole thing here. It says, We apologize for not responding sooner to your concerns about the addition of paid consumables in the marketplace. We introduced them as an option for an evolving player base and did not see them as a pay-to-win since they don't offer power directly. Mm-hmm. After considering your feedback, we have decided that by the end of today, we will remove Heroes, Catalyst, and Fragment Extractors for purchase. They will continue to be earnable rewards and those already owned are still usable Mm. so they're not taking them away from anybody i mean especially if you paid for them right yeah no kidding um but it it seems like they're still going to be a part of the game you just have to earn them they're just a standard way which i've said like we've gotten some yeah you you just get them more yeah frequently now yeah we hope this can be the first step in rebuilding your confidence in us as a team it continues to be our goal to make the very best game possible. Thank you for you for being a part of the Marvel's Avengers community. Hasn't the ship sailed? This feels like a great PR move, I guess, for yeah. the people. Like maybe that's their concern is they have such a small player base. They don't want to piss that they don't want to lose that. Yeah, that's and true. And that's why they're doing this. But to me, I just don't see this as pay to win mm. because it doesn't feel like you you don't need to pay for it to to play the game and and complete it. So I don't really understand the concept. Like if they made difficulty so hard, you needed an item that you micro transaction purchased mm-hmm. to compete. Then sure, but that's not what this is. This is just being like, hey, boost your character faster. Yeah. For 30 minutes, for an hour, yeah, for five hours. I don't know, whatever their time yeah. frames are. But it doesn't feel like it's a pay to win. It feels like uh, people just don't like how slow it takes to level up. And I don't know. Well, That might be a hot take. It might just be like people in groups or squads or whatever that are like playing games. And they're like, well, this guy, this fucking guy bought a fucking booster and is earning twice as much XP as I am doing the same amount of work. And that pisses me off. I mean, oh well. I mean, okay. (laughs) I'm just saying that might be who's mad about it. Yeah, I mean, it just, there's other games that do this same exact thing that are like single player and no one's complaining about those as far as I can tell. Mm -hmm. I think Devil May Cry 5 has a whole concept where you can buy orbs that boost your character's um... Like continues and stuff like that. Where's the the people upset about that? I mean, it mm-hmm. just feels like this doesn't necessarily directly impact your ability to play the game. Yeah, that's true. And it's certainly not stopping you from competing against another gamer. Yeah. Because it's co-op. It's not even a versus game. Yeah. Anyways, that's that's my perspective on it. It's It feels to me like they're just doing this to help ease the small population of players they still have yeah that's probably true (laughs) i mean i've shit on this game a lot in the past so yeah (laughs) people are probably like wait what (laughs) why is he defending it (laughs) all right uh we kind of teased it earlier or you did at least call of duty vanguard uh 
So the news is the the main quest portion of the game will not be available at launch. Bummer. Gamers will have to wait for the content to roll out during Season 1 content, which starts around December 2nd. So, won't even be seeing it until close to next year, basically, is what we're hearing. Okay. Because even on December 2nd, that's when the Season 1 starts. It doesn't mean that you're getting zombie content then. Right. It's some point within that. Mm Mm-hmm. So you have something to look forward to, but it's kind of a bummer that it's not coming out. I mean, I wasn't going to buy this game right away. Yeah. Like I said, I'm more interested in Warzone than I am this, and that's yeah. free, so I don't need to buy this. Right. They try to do their season passes with, like, content, like guns and stuff that will incorporate into Vanguard to try and get you to buy it, but I don't know. It, I'm not going to rush out for the campaign. Yeah. Multiplayer, I tried, you know, with their uh, alpha and their betas, demos, whatever the hell you want to call them. Yeah. It was fine. It was more Call of Duty. Nothing to write home about? Nope. And so I don't... I mean, Zombies was the one thing that I was probably like, should I get this? Yeah. But not if it's not going to be there right at day one. So I'll just wait for a sale and buy it later on. Okay. So it's disappointing for people that wanted Zombies, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You just have to wait until all your friends buy it. Yep. (laughs) All right, uh, next up, apparently Monster Hunter Rise and Resident Evil Village will receive free DLC content. Uh, this came from info that was revealed in the company's annual integrated report, where it quoted to say, We will drive our customer management to understand the playing trends and preferences of users while also building a business model for online operations. Taking into account the situation of our free additional DLC for titles such as Monster Hunter Rise and Resident Evil Village. So, this brings me to my question. Do you think this is the same content that was announced at E3 by Capcom earlier this year? Because they announced DLC for Resident Evil 8. I believe they said, uh, due to popular demand or whatever. Yeah. You've asked for it. We're delivering DLC now. Yeah. Um, at the time, I was critical because I was like, oh, great. They're going to charge us for more fucking DLC. Mm-hmm. How convenient. I think that it's, yeah, I think that's probably what so they... So I'm, I'm curious if this is the DLC that they announced or if this is something separate that will also have paid DLC later. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why they would have paid DLC and free DLC, but... Well, I mean, The Witcher does that, right? Or did that. I guess you're right. They did do that. Some companies do that. Okay. Fair enough. Some games. Well. It's, I'm just saying it's not unheard of. Yeah. I'm going to be optimistic. I don't optimistic. know the strategy of it. but I'm going to be optimistic and say it's all going to be included. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm my ears are perked. I'm curious. Yeah. I think Resident Evil 8 was a, a solid game. Terrible Resident Evil game, but solid game. So I'm curious what the DLC could be, especially if it's free. I'll try it out. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed. Yeah, just hope it's not something stupid like... Like character skins or something. Yeah, like, <laughs> like if it's actual like gameplay content yeah, would be great. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a, It's like a skin to put on Lady Dimitrescu where she's like wearing something... More else. clothes. <laughs> it just puts her in like a bikini. Yeah, yeah. Like a really, really tiny bikini. Yeah. Only covers her nipples. Yeah. All right, last in our gaming news... 
gamers that have been playing Far Cry 6 but walked away from the game for too long are receiving emails from El Presidente taunting them to come back to the game. Okay. <laughs> trying to get meta So here. this is like a Ubisoft uh, marketing play, okay. obviously, yeah. right? Yeah, that makes sense. Which is very interesting. It's kind of a fun, interactive way of... Yeah. I mean, whether people see those e- emails, I mean, what percent are actually seeing them? Yeah. I mean, who's like checking their email for game-related related content? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not one who checks my email frequently, so... Right. There's a lot of stuff that's lost in the uh, shuffle for me. Yeah. I feel like I've gotten emails, not recently, but when we were playing Odyssey. I feel like I got an email that was like, step back into... Okay. Whatever, whatever. Like, it wasn't like from a character. A little bit more character. like just basic marketing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get a ton of spam from them, but... <laughs> It was something worded in such a way mm-hmm. that was like uh, a fictional character was like, come back to blah, 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 or whatever. I, at some point, I always just go and unsubscribe from, you know, whatever. Because yeah. I'm always like signing up for something stupid and then like, oh, wait, I don't want this, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I do this? Yeah. So it's damn contest is what it is. I mean, we haven't played this game, but I'm still working on five. Yeah. <laughs> so if you have some crazy cult leader. Yeah. Sending me emails, I wouldn't know yet. Don't respond. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't check my email enough. So yeah. Maybe he's been talking shit for a while. I don't know. <laughs> uh, see you not a believer. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't see them like sitting on laptops. Hey, you do what you got to do to grow your cult. Guns. <laughs> you do what you got to do to grow your cult. You know, if you yeah. got to learn how to use a laptop. Yeah. Save a PDF. Whatever you got to do. Yeah. All right, uh, let's get into our game played this week. We played a game that I actually got because of a recommendation in a, a Discord group I'm in. Okay. For this game. They said it was on sale on PlayStation. If you bought the PS4, you got a PS5 upgrade. I was like, I have a PS5. <laughs> <laughs> I like sales. Yeah, so that's why we have this. Okay. So I looked into it. It's called Pumpkin Jack. It was on sale, I think, for $15, maybe less. I think it was like 13 maybe. Uh, might be there still, I don't know. On PS4? Yeah. Through the PlayStation Store. So it released on October 23rd for Xbox, Switch, PC. And I guess recently just came out on PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, it's a 3D platformer where you play as Jack, a mythical pumpkin lord, who is helping evil take over... It's like evil has been released upon the world, but it's not mm-hmm. taken over completely. And the devil yeah, the is... story is very like ridiculous. It's yeah. like, yeah, the devil's like, oh, I'm gonna fuck this world up yeah, and make fuck it this place. like dead. Yeah, and then all the people were like, oh no, let's let's summon a wizard <laughs> to, do to help us. <laughs> <laughs> and then they do that, and then the devil's like, shit, <laughs> they got me. I'll summon a pumpkin. Why jack. didn't I think of that? <laughs> And he will stop with the wizard. Yeah. So it's kind of an interesting idea because you play as like a, I guess you're technically the bad guy. Right. You're playing as the bad guy trying to stop the humanity from existing. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least being happy. And also not worried about harming any of the other bad guys that are technically on your side. Like you're basically I mean, are they though? Because they all attack us. No big deal. Yeah. Like, they don't seem to fucking care who I am. Yeah, I know. I'm just going by what the... In fact, that's all there is, is the 
so far in my camp. Yeah. Like, I've only, I think I'm on like uh, the third or fourth level act, whatever they call them. I don't even know. Uh, All I know is the little owl guy said that don't worry about killing people that are on our side. It doesn't matter. They'll probably attack you. They're too stupid to yeah. know that you're not good, not good or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The game is full of a lot of like uh, silly, like quips. Well, just talking. Yeah. Just yeah, like conversations, dialogue. like dialogue. Thank you. I was yeah. like, wow. Uh, <laughs> Word stuff. <laughs> Dialogue. Thank you. Mouth sounds. Yeah. <laughs> Noise combinations. <laughs> it, it, you could tell that they did a lot of, of writing to make mm. this game charming and, and fun. It, yeah. it's, it's silly. It, yeah. It's, it's just a lot of banter simple. and yeah. the conversations. Yeah. It's, I, to me, it feels like it's a callback to like 90s platforming mm. um crash bandicoot if mm-hmm. you will mario yeah especially because like there's like a kind of like a spin attack if you attack too many like a bunch mm-hmm. of times in a row he like spins around mm-hmm. and so i guess i can see that maybe even like uh maybe in like legend of zelda to an extent because there's there's a level later on where you ride a horse and it's kind of oh, like on a fuck? rail you get have there to, like, yet zigzag to not hurt yourself and oh, jump okay. over stuff I mean, Zelda, you have to, like, manually run with the horse. Right. But, like, it just feels kind of... Yeah. Ocarina of Time-ish. Got just, it. Yeah, it's been, it's a lot of fun. It's very cartoony, which isn't mm-hmm. my necessarily go-to style of a yeah. game. Same. But it's very platformy, if you will. <laughs> but it's a lot 3D. Of, it's not 2D. So, it's, it's not... It's, it is, yeah, it's well, a 3D. Yeah, I mean, there's 3D platformers, obviously. I know. I just want to point out. Okay. There's a difference. Yeah. Because I don't really love 2D platforms. You know what it kind of reminds me a lot of, actually, is... Uh, what the fuck's that game called? The Skeleton Guy. <laughs> they just had a remaster or something of the game. Medieval? Medieval. Thank you. Okay. The PlayStation game. It feels like that. The character alone feels like that character. Okay. It's very basic, though, right? It's just mm-hmm. kind of get from point A to point B. You have obstacles in your way. Small, basic puzzles. Mm-hmm. Each level has its own theme. Mm-hmm. And then uh, sometimes you can remove yourself from the body and you just are the pumpkin. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like the more puzzle yeah, side of it. Is side. You'll have to navigate and move boxes or whatever. And, yeah. And like, open up a path for your character then progress after right. you attach yeah. your body again mm-hmm. i felt like um the battling was really easy like it took me it, it, you don't have to aim or anything mm-hmm. you just it gets it be... gets comp or it gets more complex ish with like weapons each level yeah. you get a new weapon yeah i think i'm at, i have like three or four right now okay yeah, yeah I, 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 have... I now have like a jump attack where i jump up and i can slam down and hurt nice. people in like a an area okay I only have two weapons, but ever since I got the better one, I haven't switched back to the old one because I'm like, why would I? Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but they have like the whole, you know, go find this, I guess it's like a, a bird head mm-hmm. item that you have to go find yeah. 20 in every level. Yes. And so like you use those as currency and then you buy these um, character skins for yes. your guy that you can put on. Yeah. They're nothing thing I wasn't sure about, maybe you know the answer. So the guy that you go to buy those from, mm-hmm. does he reappear later or do you have to go back to the original spot? He does appear in different levels. Okay. But if you just go into the main menu, you can go and buy your costumes in the main menu oh. before you even start a game. You don't you don't have to find that guy? No, you don't have to find him <laughs> in the game. 
fuck my life. Like if you find them, you you can. Okay, but, but there's no re. It's you just don't extra. Have to. Okay, got it. You can just go to the main. I menu. fucking ran my ass back because oh. I got enough little bird heads, <laughs> and then I like I'm ran sure all the way back like, to the beginning of one of the levels. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm pretty sure he's in the beginning of the level. He so is. Like, it's like you get to the end of the level, you're like, and oh, I, I have like, enough, and go all the way through. Yeah, I did it twice because I miscounted, and then so I like I got oh, yeah, four. That's ridiculous. An idiot. So, yeah, that's clearly. ridiculous. I wouldn't. Yeah, I oh. just wanted to get an. I wanted to get a thing. Okay. I was like, well, I don't know when I'm going to see him again, so I got to go back yeah. and unlock a thing. <laughs> I mean, they don't look that like extremely different, though, right? No, like, they there's don't. There's like a samurai one. There's like a a lumberjack. So far, all I have is a lumberjack. Okay. Um. There's like a skeleton one that I think I have enough for. Mm-hmm. They, they're all very like basic looking. They, they, yeah. You're not like you're not looking at the character and be like, oh yeah, this is what he looks like while you're playing. It's just yeah. You don't notice it. Yeah, you don't. I got enough to get my first unlock, and then I haven't seen the guy since, so I was just, I'm just saving up all those fucking bird heads, so mm-hmm. now I know. Yeah, just go into the menu. <laughs> when you turn the game on, just go and buy them all. Good to know. But uh, it's fun. It's like, it's not super hard. There's some, so far for me. It's getting harder for me. Yeah, I'm sure um, it will get harder the, for me There's too. like areas where you just get bombarded with enemies, mm-hmm. and you just have to pretty much find a corner and just keep swinging and jumping yeah. and swinging and all that, yeah. but like... Yeah, it's not completely complex. I think the harder part for me has been uh, like the minecart thing. Yes. And, like, the, one of the early That's levels. That's what I was going to say. When you're on a rail and you have to like jump and mm-hmm. do and, like. You have like a bird companion that you use yeah. to basically knock down barriers. Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't the hard part of that. It's just. The timing. Yeah. I don't like. And then if you fail, you have to start from the beginning of the fucking track. Yeah. That's the part I think that was frustrating for me. Yeah. Is I got so far through the railroad thing and then I fucked myself over like on something stupid. It wasn't yeah. even, like something difficult, but for whatever reason I brain farted yeah. on it. Yeah. Died and mm-hmm. then had to start all the way from the beginning and yep. then it was like, are you yeah. shitting me? I died, I think, five times on the minecart yeah, But one. that's kind of where it goes back to like the old platforming games mm-hmm. where like you know you have to get through these save points which are like yeah basically these potion pots that yeah, you drink yeah, from that yeah. heal you and like then healing save. elixir or some shit yeah. yeah well that's where i got uh, like it's the same thing with that's like a 2d but still mm-hmm. like a um the will of something in the wisp the will of the wisps <laughs> ori and the will yeah, of the yeah. wisps i like rage quit because i like i can't get through this point and yeah, i'm yeah. never going to I loved it. Up until well, those that are point. a little bit more extreme on the but I difficulty felt, of yeah, yeah. A platform, but it's the same idea like with platforming. Like mm-hmm. that's where I they lose me because I like them until I hate them. Yeah, <laughs> valid point. There's no I very kind of rarely, a good rule yeah. to go with in life in general. <laughs> There's no middle road. There's no like oh yeah it was okay. Like no I that mm-hmm. fuck that game. <laughs> How do you feel about like the when you die, it tells you how many times you've died and gives you like this like smart ass comment usually? Um, I don't understand. I feel like does it mean something? Like it, I feel it's like it's just, just trying to, to like bother you because it, yeah. it it bothers me. It doesn't really bother me. <laughs> like it didn't in the beginning. I was like, I'm not gonna die a lot. And yeah. Like, now I think I'm at like 25 ish. Okay. And I'm just like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Mind your own goddamn business. Yeah, uh, it didn't bother me at first. I, I died a lot on the horse thing mm-hmm. the second time. There's like a couple times you do it in one of the levels. And the second time, I was just struggling in this one fucking spot for some reason. It's like the angle was just weird and mm-hmm. I just kept hitting a wall. And I'm like, I, don't, I didn't even... How did I hit the wall? Yeah. 
And I just kept dying over and over on that spot. And um, so I, I tallied it up pretty badly. Yeah. But um, I'm curious if there's something that that's going to like have a purpose at some point. Or if it's just to bother you. What was the game? There was another game that I tried out that like talks shit to you during the load screen when you died. I think it's that like... Nah, it doesn't matter. It was last okay. last year I played a game where like it's like a stealth game and you're like oh, a creature. That, that goblin. Yeah, game? it was like a stealth goblin game. Sticks. Sticks. Yeah. That game. It would talk like make it would talk shit yeah. to you whenever I you think died. It was called Sticks Come Sail Away. Yeah. <laughs> and I did think those were funny. But I can see this one when I'm gonna keep playing until I rage quit eventually. Um I'm sure it will get to me at some point mm. on this because it's like the idea that you can't improve. Like, I, I don't know how to fix yeah. this. <laughs> I don't know if this is a really long game, though. I'm, I think I'm four levels in. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like it's going to be a long game. I don't know. I don't know where the end is. I don't want to look it up because I'm not trying to spoil right, myself. Right. But, like, it's fun. It's a basic platformer. I think it just kind of shines on the nostalgia factor of old school platforming yeah. games. Yeah. And I don't see a huge jump in graphics for the PS5 version that I have. Mm-hmm. I feel like it might just be a port and they're just saying PS5 on the label. Yeah. Because I was watching you play a little bit. I'm like, yeah, it looks good on the PS4. Yeah. So I don't see the difference hmm. personally. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Oh, so I, uh, I guess I'm going to say slice this one. Yeah. A I think it's a slice. Slice of pumpkin. Yeah. A slice of pumpkin jack. <laughs> Maybe I'll put some Monterey Jack on top. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) That was the part that did it for you. A slice of pumpkin with... No. I don't like that. Monterey Pumpkin Jack Pie. Ew. (laughs) You've never had? No. And I never will. Missing out. (laughs) I saw an Instagram video today where somebody was like, it's the best mac and cheese in my boyfriend said he's ever had and mm-hmm. like they show them putting raisins in it ew <laughs> i was like uh i'm uncomfortable but i'm not completely out yet like <laughs> what <laughs> i'm completely out that's not a thing no <laughs> it was like basically what they did was they just put like a block of cheese on the middle of a like a dish uh-huh Put the uh, macaroni noodles around it. Uh-huh. Poured some milk in it. Uh-huh. Mixed up in the macaroni. Uh-huh. And then threw cheese on top. Okay. Like shredded cheese. Okay. Baked it. And then put raisins in it. No. And then uh, I assume, I couldn't see the label, but I think it was bread crumbs. Okay. And then mixed it all up. I just don't see why the raisins had to happen. <laughs> like the rest of it, I, I'm interested. I guess you could say they were just they were raising the bar okay. on what mac and cheese could be. I guess so. <laughs> Anyways, Pumpkin Jack. Yes. So it's definitely a fun game. Mm-hmm. Definitely check it out if it's on sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, I think it was like thirty dollars regular price. So okay, maybe check out the trailer. Yeah. For anybody who's interested, if it's at the thirty dollar mark. Mm-hmm. To me, I feel like it depends on the amount of content in the game. Yeah. And I don't quite know how long this game is. It feels short. Yeah. Really basic boss fights though, right? It's like... Yes. Hit them three times, they're done. Yeah. Like standard platforming. Yeah. All right. That's it, right? Yep. That's it. Thanks everyone for listening. We appreciate you. 
Don't forget to go check us out on Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction. Follow us on Twitter, DTFpod. Uh, send us an email directly at dtfpod at gmail.com or check out our website, dtfcast.com. Uh, please take a few seconds out of your day to go rate, review, and subscribe so that we can understand how we're doing and know that people like us because that's important. <laughs> that's it for episode 111 of Dissecting This Fiction. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. <laughs>